Hello, I'm Aidan Gallagher. I'm Peter Reeves. Welcome to API, our integration podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to set the world to rights on various topics in the world of enterprise integration, and it scratches our collective itches as engineers who just want to uh, rant about enterprise IT over a cup of coffee. Or tea. Hello, Peter. Hello, Aidan. How are you, Peter? I'm pretty good. Ready to, to take on the world. Exactly. We're ready to take on the world of our uh, topic today. Yeah, so last week we did teaching. How do we teach and what are the important things to think of when you're teaching other people certain things? And it come from us being mentors for people in the past and some of our experience from being mentored. We did, we did teaching uh, last time and we're going to do learning this time. Yes, exactly. I know last time we spoke about the different types of learning styles, so a brief up, a, a brief reminder. So there's visual learning. So I'm assuming that's things like looking, watching documentaries and um, seeing pictures. I think of it as the, is it, is it overused now? I feel like the standard method of teaching in IT now is uh, you're given an online course of videos and you're told to go away and watch them. There's three hours of video playback time, so this course will take you three hours to complete, and you'll know everything by the other side. And that's true for things like company conduct and things like security training. You know, when you've got the guy with the hoodie who's trying to hack your personal information. It's all videos, isn't it, these days? And I I think there's even a drive from a product perspective in a lot of companies to do video output of learning over articles for how things work. I don't know whether it's people think that. Do I mean? Do we want to discuss now? Do we want to finish off? Uh, finish off talking about learning styles, and then we can talk about video versus written. Yes. Yeah. Aud- visual, auditory, reading, and writing. So this is probably where we come back to reading written technical content and potentially writing it yourself if you write blogs, and then finally kinesthetic. So learning by doing. Now, before we abandon our anecdote from a second ago around video content versus written documentation, I was reading about this the other day. Apparently, it was like down to YouTube when suddenly people were monetized and incentivized in order to produce video content and to have a following. I I absolutely hate it whenever I'm redirected to a video for anything because normally I want a really quick answer. It's like... Mm. Instead it's, watch this 15 minute minute video. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably why Stack Overflow is perfect because it takes you two to three seconds to type your query into Google, a second to click the top link, which should be Stack Overflow, a second to scroll down the page, and then a second to copy and paste the answer. Sometimes I don't even read the question. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean that's kind of what I want. I want to I want to get straight to that question and answer discussion on Stack Overflow. Oh, sorry, my my question there is: Are you learning when you do that? I'm learning by doing because I'm I want I want to hit I want to hit the problem. I want to when I'm in like a learning mode and I've got time to learn, then I want to fall into the trap and have to work my own have to sort of find my way out of something if that makes sense yeah i want to hit the gotcha head on and then have to google about it and think and watch the logs of something find the answer try something yeah. new uh, the, the other thing about the video content before mm-hmm. before we move on is i struggle to concentrate uh, in all honesty my my mind starts to wonder i don't know why yeah i'll be sat watching a video five minutes yeah. in i'm like 
and I'll start skipping ahead and I can see myself doing it I'm like what, what are you doing you've missed and then I'll, I'll miss like even if it's 30 seconds I'll miss something integral I'm like oh, I have to go back yeah. and watch that 30 seconds again it's mm-hmm. insane I don't know why I do it I, I find it's um, yeah it's 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 because we're dopamine addicted <laughs> hamsters that need to check our phones constantly I, f- I find this when I'm watching some kind of video like learning thing and it's like hey guys welcome back to the uh course on how to use this uh, so-and-so tool so in the last course we did this this and this by that time i've already got my phone out of my pocket and in my head i'm thinking yeah this is fine my ears will prick up when the guy says something new or says something interesting and and what really happens is my ears prick up like 20 seconds after he said something so i have to skip back then I've got to pass like all the context of whatever he was talking about, and it's actually auditory learning, isn't it? It could it could just as easily be an MP3 and and not the video at all. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll put a video on and I'll and I'll just carry on working. I've not got to th- I've not got to that point yet. So if I'm doing something menial, which doesn't res- require my brain to do, I will sometimes put a video on in the background and listen to it so i had a phase where i was uh, obsessed with how to burn out tree stump from, from the ground <laughs> so, i'd put the video on and i'd just listen to what what the person was saying in the background whilst i was doing like work i, I have the same sometimes with for example the container teaching videos because there's just somebody writing on a reverse um board it's like a clear board and they're drawing they're drawing pictures and it's, it's a classic um it's a classic picture of the control plane plus the worker nodes, etc. And then they'll just like write little asterisks and the word next to it. And I, I don't need to see this. I, I, you're you're telling me, and I can I can picture a, a, a I don't know a Kubernetes architecture in my head. I don't like it when they make videos too um, oriented towards like kids. So there's a there's a classic Kubernetes one, and it's and it's like a cartoon whale. I know, I know. I think, I, I think I know the one you mean. However, I think, I think that is a good video. It's just that you're probably not the audience for it. Well, it is a good video, and I think I've learned a lot from it. I just don't like the visuals that come with the videos. Is what I think I'm saying. Oh, I disagree. I think, I think that's a, I think that's a good video if we're thinking of the same one. Is it like the weird, like softly spoken Docker, but it's like a children's storybook? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I know I think that's a good video. I think that's a good video to like play to non-technical folk at like events and they're like, "Wow, wow, containers are great. Wow, the future." Okay, so I kind of think I understand. Could you go back to maybe like how you would approach the problem of learning something new? Cuz I think that um I think that when you were describing sort of, I know tree stumps for example, it was almost like you'd already, by default, thought that you were going to, oh, we're going to watch a video. But that's not always how it is. So, I don't know. Can you can you say, like, what was the last sort of big, would you say, technical skill that you had to learn for work? And how did you kind of approach the task of digesting that and learning that? So, what I typically will do is, it depends. If, if it's a very specific question, say... Uh, how do I get the product to do X, Y, and Z? I will probably go and watch a video uh, of to see if somebody's done it before. I'll then watch it, and if it's like if it's lots of concepts that I've done before and I know, and it's just a case of gluing them together, 
I'll determine how much time I have left and I might go and physically do it just to prove it. Generally, if it's something I don't know a lot about or I haven't done lots of it before, I will tend to read about it. After I've got a good understanding, if there's something that wasn't clear from the reading, so there's lots of blogs you can read which aren't, or articles that aren't necessarily, um, they don't necessarily answer the things you want answering. So the way I'll teach myself is to write the gap, give a bit of a background and then fill in the gap. So I'm providing something useful for other people learning and, and that's useful for me as well. What about you? Um, yeah, I think probably bits and pieces similar to that. I'm trying to sort of cast my mind back to the last time I had to, yeah, properly learn something. Okay, how to properly learn something versus just learn enough to be able to do it. So I think maybe the last time that I did a just learn enough to be able to do it, what did I do? Probably a couple of weeks ago. I had to uh, I had to maintain a little bit of terraform and I'd never really used it before. So I'm thinking how did I approach that? I think I've tried to do a hello world for literally every single thing I've ever had to do. So I think I probably started off trying to do hello world then doing like a very 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 simple like introduction to terraform or introduction to whatever and I'll take that in whatever media I can find if I can type into Google introduction to Terraform, or if I can type into um, an online learning tool platform catalog, introduction to so-and-so technology, then I will watch that. And now what I found myself doing is, once I've been able to do the very basics, I will actually try and, I'll try and pester someone that I work with that I know is good at this and say like, hi, how are you doing? Are you free to talk about this? can you tell me how you do this this and this i think that's partially because i want to get my foot in the door of sort of setting up the (laughs) setting up the social relationship peter's trying to learn this and i want to be able to ask you silly questions as as i get on with this but also i want to be aware of how someone who is perhaps a bit more proficient than me in this technology or in this skill kind of does things and normally people have actually been quite happy to talk to me about stuff because I think people love talking about people love talking about themselves and love talking about things they're good at cracky heck we're doing a podcast I found that to be very useful and then finally I feel I have to go into learning by doing I have to try and fail so I will literally just attempt to do things and then when I when I get stuck I will ask people for help You'll notice I said at the very start, this is me learning how to do something in order to get it done. Maybe I don't need to be an absolute world-leading expert at this, but I'm I'm trying to learn just enough to get by. Which is very uh, kinesthetic side, isn't it? It's normally a practical learning type. So I've got to do X, so I'll learn what I need to do in order to fulfil that, that learning. Visual, I would say, typically for me, is when... I need to understand something complex and I need possibly some uh, diagrams or, or some movement. So I, I need to recreate somebody talking to me and explaining something to me as if we, we were having a chat. And I think that's why we're led towards these videos because it's almost like somebody skilled in the art is with us in person given that lesson because there's no other better way really than a face-to-face with somebody who knows. So you say you message people who you know are, are really good at it 
which means mm. that you are getting live feedback to the things you're doing, plus you can ask if you're starting to get stuck. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's why we're led towards a visual, because it, it mimics that the best. What's funny is that I learn differently for different types of things. So, for example, I've started listening to a lot of history podcasts. So when I'm learning history, I tend to like visual and auditory. A lot of scientific stuff I like to read because uh, it is explained very specifically and I can pause and go and learn about a specific word if I don't know what that means which is a bit harder to do um, with the visual and the auditory because you're obviously led down a, a, a specific path but then if it's a practical thing something that you have to physically do I tend to be a bit more kinesthetic I want to try it or um, yeah I want to physically do it and, and, and see how I get on essentially are you the same in your personal and technical life when you're learning things I'm not sure I think it's kind of as I as I discussed, I'll be honest, I was just trying to put together this idea in my head about it's almost almost a joke. Have you ever you've ever sort of heard people described as being like a classically trained project manager or a classically trained SME? Um, as though they've undergone some sort of formal training. Yeah. And I was wondering about um the differences between when you are <laughs> I've got to say, when you are yourself and you're learning and you're totally in control of your own learning versus um, when you are, I don't know, say say you're a new joiner to a team or you're like an early professional, I don't know, you're, you're in, like, you're, you've just come out of university and so maybe you've got like a, like a mentor or a buddy and someone's doing, um, someone's defining your learning for you. And I was just thinking that the things which maybe I feel the most confident in are some of the skills that I've maybe maybe I've had the longest, but some of the skills where um, someone has kind of sat down with me and said, "Right, I'm going to be your mentor. In order for you to truly understand this, you need to understand X, Y, Z, A, B, and C." And I feel as though someone who is really kind of skilled in the art has kind of walked me through the whole breadth of something at the very start. And I'm wondering if this is like a way of learning that I don't really do anymore. I suppose maybe because, yeah, maybe because I, I, I don't have someone holding my hand all the time who's, who's, who's like an absolute expert. But so I'm just kind of mulling this over in my head at the moment to think, how could I emulate that and how can I sort of get what I'm missing? I suppose because what I'm saying is I'm getting, again, sort of direct human responses but I'm also getting uh, someone who knows this inside and out to say, these are the things that you really need to know. I mean, again, referencing back to last week, how um, we were discussing setting exercises for someone who's, who's new to something, so we know they're forced to be kind of pushed out of their comfort zone, and we know they're forced to take into account what we think are key tenets of building a skill. Like, for example, you can't say that you're an expert in... No JS without uh, being confident that you know how, I don't know, importing, I don't know, importing and referencing modules works or something, for example. Or how so, threads, or how threads work. Yeah, or yeah, or, or sort of like big branching applications. But you can you can quite easily do enough 
node without ever touching that. But we, can you really ever say that you absolutely know everything about if you haven't been forced to do that? If we if we take it back to our heartlands of sort of integration, and I'm thinking, oh well, to to know this 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 integration product's bread and butter is JSON, and it's and it's this programming language. Even though you might not come across it a lot, you ought to still learn about OAuth, and you ought to learn about the ins and outs of TLS or something like that. Or is it possible to to uh, be an expert in an API in API management without understanding how Swagger's put together an open API definition, for example? The other thing I was going to say is that it's it's very easy to get to the point where you are the person with the most knowledge on something. So there's a finite amount of learning you can do from other people in some cases. I find in our industry that once you go down a bit of a rabbit hole, you're suddenly the only person who, who's done it. So mm. you end up being the expert just by chance because you've, you've started investigating further. So you start implementing, even because even developers from a point of view won't have the full understanding of how it's been used in the field and won't have tried specific things with it. So connectivity with a specific s- software. You might have to learn on your own and use non um, non-speaking to an expert or a teacher um, person, it doesn't mean you know it well. You still, but you've you've still got to go learn it. Uh, and I, I always find that interesting. And it ties a little bit with like T uh, shaped. Like, are you a T shaped consultant, for example? You know one thing yeah. really well, and you know a, a branch of things quite well, or a little bit. But you've got one thing you're a specialist in, and obviously the industry with things like full stack developers now means that you're probably more of a, a, a V. It made me think. After a while, everybody becomes the expert in something. If if you go deep enough on the sub- subject and to enough of a low level. I feel it's absolutely terrifying whenever that happens, when when you go down a rabbit hole of following something up and you're learning and you think, I feel, I feel like I'm getting towards my wits end, I'm getting towards the edge of my understanding and ability. I want to ask an expert or I want to ask yeah the developers of this project and when and then they say oh Ooh, I don't know never tried that <laughs> or, or, or even worse yeah that's such like a, a rare or an old or a rare or an arcane thing that um the, the person that did that uh, left and so now we will never um so now that that kind of avenue of uh, investigation has been cut off so the other thing that we were talking about how do you know where you are in the learning cycle so in the beginning you're a beginner then you're an in then you've probably got an intermediate skills and then you're sort of the master of that thing what would you say are the defining things that that say whether you're a beginner in a something an intermediate in something or, or you're the expert okay so my thoughts on whether you're a beginner is kind of as follows you're probably i would expect you to be at the i don't know the hello world level you've been maybe using this doing this for a couple of days i think perhaps yeah you've done the basics you've done like the introductory course and and you've tried out your own maybe your own simple implementations of things you've done your own simple tasks that's probably what i would define as the beginner and maybe you're trying to interact with your community maybe you're trying to ask for help from people you know are more skilled in the art and i would say that you're probably Hopefully you you aren't leading on this topic. Hopefully there is someone there more skilled who is kind of driving and you're kind of being taken under their wing. 
Yeah. Whenever I first learn something, I'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's quite easy, isn't it? I've, I've learned all that now. And then I'll explain it to someone. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's how it works, yeah. Have you thought about X, Y, Z? And X, Y, Z, it immediately makes me think, oh, my God, I'm an idiot. I, I don't know anything. I, 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 why, why, why did I think I knew what this topic was? I, I feel that I need, I need to blurt out one of my favourite analogies, adages, um, um, what what what's the what's the sort of the learning pyramid that begins with unconscious incompetence? I don't know this. You don't know this. So so this is the four stages of competence. Um, I am I'm reading this out from Wikipedia at the moment. Management trainer Martin M. Broadwell described the model of the four levels of teaching in 1969. Um, there are four stages, and it's a pyramid. So with like the lowest to the bottom going up so there's there's fewer of the sort of experts at the top many people at the bottom and the four stages are unconscious incompetence the individual does not understand or know how to do something and does not necessarily recognize the deficit the thing i hate about this is just how real it is you don't realize how little you know when you're first starting i often feel like there's a bit of a bear trap that like you'll do something for a day and think yeah this is easy i can do everything i want then you'll have the second stage, which is conscious incompetence, which is probably where you realise, yeah, I don't, I don't have a clue how this really works, and I've just been, I've just been kind of like poking around in the dirt previously. You'll, you'll hear people say, I know enough to know what I don't know. Yeah, I know enough about it that I know where my limits are. Just, just before that, there was, I know just enough to be dangerous. You've got unconscious incompetence, then you're up to conscious incompetence, and then finally you get to conscious competence so now you're aware that you know how to do something and then finally at the very top of the pyramid is unconscious competence which is uh yeah describes the individual has had so much practice with a skill that it becomes second nature and i feel that's that that is absolute nirvana when you when you uh, get to something and you realise, I don't think I know how to do this, but I can kind of almost get it right first try based on intuition. There's been times when I've jumped on a call and I've, I've no idea what the call's about, and that's obviously quite nerve-wracking, but then nothing makes you happier than when you sat down, you're asked a, a very specific question, there's a moment of panic, and then the answer just sort of comes out of your mouth doesn't happen very often peter it's it's excellent when sometimes you think i don't know and i don't know a thing but then occasionally you'll uh you'll you'll have this unconscious competent moment where you have sort of perfect intuition and you're like i could not have said that any better even if i'd rehearsed that answer for a week if i'd written it down and then rehearsed it, yeah exactly and that is really nice but yeah that's the that's the four stages of competence and and as soon as as soon as soon as you I don't know what you said, but you just remind me of it just then. Yeah, and actually I think that summarizes very well beginner, intermediate, master. It's it's those four stages, and that's a key thing to learn. Why why come up with why think and evangelize on something yourself when it's already out there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd like to go back just a second when I um when I was describing my my role, how, when I was answering your question, how would you describe a beginner? Obviously, I discussed skills, but I also discussed almost a beginner's place in the project hierarchy, as in I would expect the beginner to be not leading a piece of work, but to be supported and maybe be taken under the wing of someone else. And in the same way, what kind of role on like a large project would you expect 
don't know, an intermediate, an expert or a master to be taking. Because I think that something that we've touched on both in this podcast and the other podcast is how much of a role sort of mentoring and sort of knowledge transfer and teaching others is actually is actually kind of a part of because you need to you often need to learn other people's experiences and points of view in order to grow yourself and also there is no better way of establishing that you learn something uh, establishing that you know something than by teaching others and explaining to others and often well because that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be your job you're, you're you're paid to have skills and then use them and share them with others exactly and i also think when you when when you're when you're mentoring and uh, or when you're learning from somebody else you get a new perspective diversity of of ideas and thoughts that's how you're able to learn additional stuff that you wouldn't have maybe thought of yourself it's like when you're having a conversation when you're trying to think of a solution to a problem uh, and somebody comes in with something from their real life and yeah you never would have got there on your own you you wouldn't have read it in a book you couldn't have couldn't have read a book to lead you to that idea yeah obviously you're shaped by your mentors and the way that you learn but when you're learning you have you're you've got an individual perspective on that thing that you're learning so there's always room even if you're learning from a master to teach a master something or an expert something because everybody has their own unique thoughts and way of learning uh, and a way of understanding i think it's good to mentor widely and it's good to learn from lots of people and that collectively, that's how um, we become our best in our chosen learning paths. So, Peter, how would you summarise? I think what we've discussed from learning is about identifying how you want to start, because more often you'll be a beginner more than you will be a master. Um, we touched on the, the, the T-shape and the comb shape, and the fact that you're likely going to have many sort of individual skills that you learn just enough to get by and maybe a couple of very very deep skills and I think we probably touched on more than I thought we would uh, the importance of mentors and mentoring and being uh, a part of a community of learners and practitioners of a skill that's what I think actually which isn't uh, where I thought this discussion was going to go but I think it is an interesting uh, conclusion Aiden, what do you think? How would you summarise? I think learning is quite a unique experience. The way that you learn is completely different to how I learn. It's like me listening to videos rather than watching them, for example. How I, how I learn history is completely different to how I learn something technical for, for work, for example. But yeah, going from unconscious incompetence to unconscious competence, it's something that just creeps up on you, I think, as, as the years go on. There's some things you can't just learn from a book it's something you've got to learn over time and it's a mixture of, of lots of different learning activities so I think my summary is don't stick to one learning method uh, if you're creating teaching materials make sure that there's lots of different types of different formats for the same subject if you are learning experiment with what works for you I would do at least two uh, different types of learning for the same thing just so just so that it penetrates and uh, you've got different ways of, of practicing what, what you've done. Lovely. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.